You are listening to You and the Truth, where we will give you the truth face-to-face. Now what you do with it is up to you. Hey everyone, I'm Rand and Ralph, and um, I, I am really frustrated. Look, short of moving on to some tropical island with no electric power and running water, folks, there's really no getting away from the constant and relentless bombardment of useless, baseless, hate-filled information that we don't like to give a crap about, but we're just too damn busy. You know, with everything we have to put up with every day, it's impossible. It's almost impossible for any hard-working American to take this seriously anymore. Now, take the elections. Listen, I know we're way past that, but I'll just use this as an example because there's going to be more elections, or at least the illusion of elections. But why even bother to have elections? That's my belief. I mean, what good is it to have hardworking, honest people stand in line for hours when everybody knows damn well that their vote isn't worth a pluck nickel? Why don't we just cut through the crap, change the name of election day to appointment day, make it a national holiday so we can just stay home and do something useful, you know, like mow the lawn or pick our noses? Good God, do they really believe that we're that stupid Well, evidently so. Haven't we learned anything by what's happened to our other countries? I mean, think about it for a second. Well, the answer to that is no. Hell, we don't even know what's happening in ours. And folks, here's the sad part. It's all by design. That's why our schools stopped teaching civics and American and world history to our kids for decades now. To keep us ignorant, to keep them ignorant. That's why the media, big tech, and the government feeds us only what they want us to hear. Look, forget about China, Russia, climate change, and all that crap. Are they important? Well, yeah, they are. But there's a difference between important and critical. That's why when your life is hanging by a thread, they call it critical condition and not important condition. Now, none of these are our biggest threats, Russia, China, all that stuff, no, by a long shot. Our biggest threat is social media, big tech, and their bosom buddy, government. All of which together force feed us pure poison every single second of every single day. And folks, poison, no matter in what doses you take it, will ultimately kill you. Look, this country is in critical condition. And critical means you better do something now or it's over. Let me ask you something. Do you think for one second that social media was designed to help us communicate with one another? You know, stay in touch with our friends and loved ones. Do you think for one minute that any of these morons in government give a shit about you or us? Now, if you do, you're either stupid or ignorant. I'll place my bet on ignorant. Let me get straight to the point. I'm convinced that most Americans are ignorant. Not stupid, by far. Ignorant. Now, you might be thinking, well, that's insulting. Well, it's not insulting if it's the truth. And that's why the truth can no longer be spoken without fear of retaliation. You see, ignorance is the key to domination. If you want to dominate someone, well, keep them ignorant. It's like leaving the key to your house in the keyhole because 
your ignorance about human nature has led you to believe that no one would ever even think of turning it and entering your home. And now, that cancer known as social media has turned the key. It's in our country, our cities, our schools, our neighborhoods, and in our homes. It's everywhere, folks. It's in the air we breathe. It's in everything we see and hear. It's woven into the very fabric of our lives. You know, the news we listen to, the television shows and movies we watch, the sporting events and schools we attend, the music we listen to, and the list goes on and on. And it's been here for years, folks. We're just too busy and overwhelmed to realize it. It's part of the plan to keep us busy and distracted with all sorts of useless crap, none of which improves our lives. So we won't realize we're being taken to the cleaners with no ticket. We are on overload. We're so overwhelmed and distracted that we haven't realized the same media and tech companies who are keeping us ignorant roll around in bed with the criminals we think we elect. Folks, not only are we being screwed, but they're using a red, white, and blue power drill to do it. And we keep taking it with a smile. You know why? Because we don't know any better. And since we've been so distracted to acknowledge it, We've never done anything to stop it. And now, folks, it's hit us head on. And we're on life support. And as we're sitting in the waiting room hoping and praying for our country, in the recesses of our mind, we're beginning to realize that had we paid a bit more attention to the warning signs, had we taken our eyes off the distractions and paid more attention to that power drill, we could have avoided the situation that we're in. Is it too late? The optimist in me says no. The pessimist in me says yes. But I'm an optimist at heart, so I'm holding on to hope. That's all we have left, folks. How about you? Now, let me bring in my co-host, Jason, to, you know, just find out how he feels about this. Hey, Ralph, I disagree with you 110%. (laughs) Okay. So... Instead of election day, it should be called selection day. That's that's where we. You know, I like that, Jason. I like that. So, so Jason, what's your reaction? I mean, what's your reaction? I love that selection day. What's your reaction to this? You know, I'm just so angry about it. All the crap that's going on. I was born in this country, and I've, and I think that's one of the the bad things about getting to my age, is that I was able to see this country in a different era when things were so simple and uncomplicated. And it, it was just, because, you know, most young people, eh, you old fogey, talk about the 50s and the 60s and the 70s, you know. And But I, I, I believe that people our age, well, you're a young man. I'm twice your age. Yeah. I believe that most people my age, we have a reference point, Jason, that we can look back and compare. Yeah. Right? It, it's just like, I'll give you an example, and then, I, then I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Because I'm a simple guy. I like to use analogies. Um, I got married at a young age. My first marriage lasted eight years. W- wonderful woman. She was great. But we had nothing in common. Nothing. It was like eight years of nothing. Then I met my current wife, and we've been together for 44 years. Yeah. Now, 
I appreciate things now that perhaps I didn't later, but here's my, my point on this whole thing. Maybe my second marriage, my current marriage, wouldn't have been so fruitful as it has been had I not been able to compare that with my first marriage. I have a reference point. You see yeah. what I'm saying? And that's my whole point. Young people nowadays, if you're 10, 12, even 20 years old, you look back and, well, I don't know. I got nothing to compare it to, so maybe this is it. These are the cards that we've been dealt. They, they yeah. just don't understand that there's some, there's, it was a whole hell of a lot better back then. But that's why they call me Rant and Ralph. What do you think, Jason? You know, you're a young man. Give me your point of view. So I agree with you. So um, although I'm young, I was able to see things before the internet. Um, even though I was, you know, I was a kid at the time, but I was able to see and experience a normal, you know, quote unquote normal at that time. How old are you though? Uh, Tell the people how old you are. I'm 38 years old. 38. Okay. Right. So I saw the internet, what, middle school, I guess. Yeah. Like in middle school is when it started really getting out there, you know, you had to dial up all that stuff and then uh -huh. you get on and there was chat rooms and, you know, then there was AOL instant messenger and basically it was still a normal upbringing to an extent you know we played outside we had some video games but it wasn't all encompassing tv time you know and now i mean i mentioned tv time that's basically what upbringing is it's just from one screen to another screen and then you go to school and there's another screen and essentially who's really raising the kids is it a screen is it the teacher or is it the parents? No, it's it's a screen. It's different screens. And who's producing all this content and who's getting them ready for the world? It's it's, it's not us. You know, that's the problem. Yeah. And you know what? Let me just jump in. And you can combine that because you are dead on. You can combine that with the fact that today, I remember when I was growing up, my mother was home. Mm -hmm. It was my father. And my father worked and he had his own business, but he worked from nine to five. So we were raised by my mother. You see? Yeah. That they were my my source of information was mom, dad and my family. I didn't have Google or that crap. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So today parents have to work so hard. Most people even work Saturdays now. A lot of people work Saturday. They got to work 8-10 hours a day. Yeah, so they've got a side hustle. There you go. You got a side hustle. That's what they call now, side hustle. I love that when they use that word hustle. They want a side hustle. You know, that's a <laughs> <laughs> when they when I hear that term, I say, well, I'm not sure I want to hustle anybody. I'm too old for that crap. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? Kids yeah. today, they're raised by what you just said. They're raised by Google. Mm -hmm. And and they got us go to school. I hey, listen, I, I know most mothers now they have a child. They have to they spend a few months with their child, whatever, at leave, you know, maternity leave or whatever. Then they gotta go back to work when the kid is six months old or yeah. three months old. So who's raising yeah. that kids? The formative years of a child. You're you're you got a medical background. The formative years of a child are what? First five years? Yeah, and you can even extend it to seven. Um, there's okay. a lot of data on that. But um, yeah, so who's raising those kids? It's uh yeah. you know, a, a daycare center and Google, you know, basically. And yeah, what's funny in medical school, we called it Dr. Google. Because you don't know Dr. something, Google. guess what? You can ask Dr. Google, and you're going to find out. <laughs> so think about that. Because I've always thought about, you know, people go on the Internet, and they say, let's Google something. And I say, well, 
where's that information come from? I, I've always, I told, I've always to my kids, I've always told them, I said, I, I, I can imagine if you, if you go into a school and they have counselors in schools right now, high schools, they got counselors, right? Yeah. They, got they counsel too. kids. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. How the hell do you know where that counselor got his information from? Yeah. It could be true. a damn sicko. So I, I would always tell my kids, listen, you're going counseling. You know, if you hear anything that raises a red flag that's different to what mom and dad said, <laughs> you better get up and leave. Yeah. Because you see what I'm saying? We we hand our kids over to the uh, to people that we don't even know, Jason. Now you got two true. young kids. What's yeah. your take on that? Give me your take as a 38-year-old parent. You have a what? Uh, a six-year-old. Six years old and 18 months. Perfect. So give me your take on that. Who counsels yeah. your six-year-old? That's me and my wife. Um, there's nobody else that's going to come in and, and counsel my kids. It's, you know, we're very you know old that? school. I guess you're right when they're in school. Um, yeah. I mean, I do have my kid, you know, she's in a Catholic school, right? The 18-month-old, he has, uh, he's not there yet, right? Once he's mm -hmm. two, so next school year, he'll be able to go to pre-K too. But um, yeah, our, you know, we spend a lot of freaking money to put our kid in a Catholic school because there's at least some semblance of control. I mean, I'm not going to end up with a fur baby, a fur kid, whatever that's called, or you know, some weird ideology. It's, it's not going to come in to this situation here, right? Um, there's, there's other issues, but they're nowhere near as drastic as some of the things that uh, occupy the Internet. Well, let me ask you, your little one, how old, he's how many months? I'm sorry. He's 18 months. 18 months, right? Your wife, Adriana, she works. Yeah. Who takes care of the baby? So my schedule is going to go through a whole change right now. But basically, I was working two or three days a week. And when I was not working, I had him, right? I would be taking care of him throughout the day. When I was working, uh, my mother-in-law took care of him, so his grandma. Oh, there you go. So yep. he's in good hands. Exactly. See, Very it's old good school. Oh, yep. It's old school. So you can go to work knowing, knowing without a doubt that what he's going to be fed, and I'm not talking about food, I'm talking about mental yep. nutrition, is going to be good stuff. Exactly. But when you put these kids in a daycare, how, how the hell do you know? You you just, you don't. I re, My kids, when they were growing up, you know, we, we had grandma, grandma looking up. And I know that sounds like, well, you know, put the burden on grandma. Grandmas love that stuff. They love it. That's what they they're love there for. It. They love that. And it's great. They bond with your kid. I mean, if, if not, I mean, they're just some old person. They don't know. Yeah. You don't know. Right? They, they think of the daycare and then, oh, you know, a couple times a year they see grandma. They don't know who grandma is. They don't really no, no idea. No idea. Yeah. But you see, here's why I call this uh, this episode social media uh, a Trojan horse. So, of course, you know what a Trojan horse is. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. With there might be some viewers who don't know what a Trojan horse is. It's something. Yeah, that, it's possible. I so mean, it, uh, can you so, can you define that? Yeah. So. If you guys remember the movie Troy, uh, what's the actor's name? Uh, I don't remember his name right now. Yeah, the blonde guy. Yeah, the blonde dude. 
Um, well, it basically, doesn't use deodorant. Yeah, he doesn't. No, yeah, that's stink. But um, basically, <laughs> so uh, it wasn't just a movie; it was a, an actual historical account. So right. basically, uh, Sparta and Troy have a, an argument, right? Because of a woman, uh, basically the the she was the wife of the leader of Sparta, and I mean, if you've seen the movie Three Hundred, that's Sparta. They're really good fighters, right? But then you had Troy which had great walls and basically they can survive behind their walls. So Sparta gets there and their ships and they, you know, they go to war and they're Sparta is basically winning, but they can't get through those walls. So they use a Trojan horse, which is basically they make a, like a horse, you know, out of some, you know, whatever they could find, basically some wood and stuff like that. They make like a giant horse on wheels and they stuck a bunch of soldiers inside it and then they said hey look here's a gift right and they you know pushed the the, the horse in front of the, the walls and then they all got on their ships and they left but the problem is they didn't really leave they came back that night and that night those soldiers that were inside that horse came out opened up the gates and you know started killing everybody and now the spartans were inside the gates so when you think of a trojan horse um it's it's basically you know you're allowing oh look this great thing come on in this gift and then it ends up you know biting you so it's like a wolf in sheep's clothing yep exactly right in today's terminology mm -hmm. and see jason this is my point of this whole thing this is what's happening today i agree social media was designed or this is the way it was sold to us as a means of communicating with your friends and family and loved ones where you can send them pictures of the sandwich you're eating and the <laughs> restaurant. You send them a pictures of your puppy while he's taking a piss, you know, just ridiculous stuff. So it just to people. And that's what people think. It's a, it's a method of communication. Nothing. Jason is further from the truth. True. Social media was designed for those that, probably haven't figured this out, maybe the young crowd, designed to control you, De designed to control the information that you get. This is why there has all these problems now with, you know, they're canceling accounts because they don't like what you have to say and all that stuff. But so, you know, social media's um, main purpose was always that Facebook and Twitter and all of that is to be yeah. able to, you put that information out there, it's available to everybody. So, and these young kids, they spend their entire day on the phone and they're indoctrinated with this crap. Yep. And then, for example, let's say your daughter, uh, you know, she gets home and one day she says something. You say, excuse me? She says, she says something that's just like off the wall to you. You say, where'd you hear that? What do you think she's going to say? <laughs> Facebook, social media, or something. Social my, media, my something. She's not on any of that, but yeah. Well, no, but she's in school. Yeah. And the kids is. in school have that crap, and the kids that she she might not hear directly from Google, but she heard from a kid that heard her from Google. It's like hearsay. Secondhand and that, Google. Here, here's the good thing about, and this is now it, it comes full circle, Jason. Here's the the cool thing about them being raised by you and their grandmother, and your and and their mother. This is the cool thing when your daughter hears something in school that doesn't jive with what she heard at home all of a sudden there's a red flag that comes up and says yeah. wait a minute 
It's not what daddy told me. Mm-hmm. So now, see, and then she'll come home and say, daddy, I heard this. And that's when you sit down with you and say, no, 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 no. Yeah. They got some, you see, they got a point of reference. It goes back to, you know, what we were, you and I were talking before about the point of reference. You know, I, I go back and I have a point. And this is what I see is happening. So to me, social ju- uh, media is a Trojan horse. Yeah, and uh, what's very, very interesting about this idea is, I mean, I have it somewhere in my, you know, uh, in my phone. It's a video that made it onto a newscast, and it was basically explaining how the CIA was endorsing social media. This is when Facebook was coming out because it was the perfect tool for them to have a picture, but not just a picture, multiple pictures. Because think about it, when you go take your license, it's one picture. It's not even a very good picture, right? But if you have social media and you have pictures from different angles, well, now they can actually put together um, like a, a I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the word, but basically the the scaffolding, like the, the shapes, the measurements of your face from different uh-huh. angles, right? And in modern day, well, guess what? Now they can copy you. They well, isn't that what face recognition AI. is? They have fake yeah. face recognition exactly. on the phone. See, people think it's, oh, it's so easy. I can just look at the phone. It comes on. It's not for that. No. It's, it's a Trojan horse. They can copy you. You, you're, you. They can. So it's listening to your voice, right? Sometimes even if you're texting and while you're texting, let's say you're driving, which I don't recommend, right? But you're doing it. And when you look back down, you go, hey, wait a minute. It started typing what I was saying. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, right? But oh, it's yeah. always listening to you. And while it's listening to you, it can it, it's getting data on your voice. It's getting data on your face every time you open it. And, you know, there's AIs already that can mimic your signature. So now it's got your voice, your face, your signature. Who knows what's real anymore? And uh, it, it's we're really getting into a a dangerous dangerous world where what could what's real what's fake like who knows well i i disagree i don't think we're getting into it i think we're oh yeah you're right you know neck deep into it already (laughs) we're like in quicksand dude and and you know we're struggling we're struggling i'm telling you i see i have a point of reference yeah i remember when i was growing up even when i was a young man he's 16 17 20 years old dude i I just don't understand. I, I'd hate to be a kid nowadays. I, I feel for you. I feel for you and your kids. I really do because your job as a parent now has, has it's, it's now a te- hundred times harder than it was before. Yeah. Uh, right? it's, like, like even you look at Disney and look at all the stuff that Disney's doing. And I mean, it's disgusting. But where do you go from there? You go to, okay, let's, let's go to Sesame Street. And you've got well, like Big Bird or whatever, and they have a friend who's into whatever. You can't get away from it. It's it's in, it's in everything. And it, what are we all going to become Amish? You know, how do we get out? Get 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 over this? And the problem is too that if you totally shelter your kids, right? Well, you're you're setting them up for failure because then you're going to come to a point when they start running into these things that they've never dealt with before and they're like what is all this and it's a whole new world and you guys didn't tell me about it why did you hide it from us mm, right and now instead of rebelling against that they rebel against us and they indulge right in the stuff yeah. that you were 
shielding them from. Yeah. So it's it's almost like what you said earlier. Um, you know, you got to talk to them about it. They have to be equipped to handle whatever is going to come to them. And, you know, it's totally different stuff than when we were growing up, you know, yeah. and in, in a lot of ways, we're not equipped to deal with what they're going to deal with. So it's important for us to equip ourselves, you know, expose you how to deal with it. If, if you don't deal with it yourself, how are you going to teach the little one to deal with it? You know? See, but but here's this is part of the plan. I don't want to dwell on this, but I don't think I, I think I may have said something in my monologue when I started, but I don't think we talked about this. See, this is a more convoluted and complicated plan because to me, this is all planned. You know, they start taking the the first thing they did in Cuba. One of the first things they did is they separated the parents from the the, the children. First thing they they took kids and they took them, and they from one end of the island and they, they sent them to the other end of the island to indoctrinate them away from their parents. That's so the first thing you want to do if you want to control a society is you want to separate the children from their parents because they know that the parents are going to be a positive influence in their life yeah. and they don't want that. And they do that at a young age. You see what I'm saying? So this is something that we all need, need to be aware of. But the problem is that these people have covered basically all their bases. This is why today people have to work 8, 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week. And, and even at home they have to work because that's to keep them distracted. That's to keep them overwhelmed and tired and exhausted so they don't have time to sit down. Like I know a lot of couples that they get, home, they get dry, uh, drive-through food on the way home because the, mm -hmm. the mother's just so tired working all day and they ain't getting home so they get the drive and then they get home and then they got to do stuff over here and the kids are sitting around somewhere on the, with their phones eating their hamburgers or at their pizza yeah and no longer do they sit at a kitchen table and talk see when i was growing up that was sacred my father would yep. say six o'clock is dinner time if you're not sitting there you're not going to eat that was discipline you know uh, you sit there you know, and if I arrived six, uh, two minutes after six, he would make me sit there and not eat. Now, oh. later, later, you know, I had to go to my room and my mom would take the food over. <laughs> the typical mother. But he, I always, I did, you know, I, I never liked that from my dad. But then I, then later I realized in life that, hey, it was all for my own good. Definitely. He taught me discipline, you know. So, so I so, admire uh, uh, something on that on you know eating as a as a family, you know we we did that at you know here and there growing up I you know wasn't perfect like what you're describing, but uh, what's what's interesting is you know I'm a firefighter I'm a retired firefighter and in the fire department that was a big deal, right? Really? We all cooked together, we ate together, we did the dishes together, we cleaned up together, and I loved it. I thought that was a a great thing to bring to my family so ever since um I, we got married and then now we've had kids this is what we do you know even the little one we bring his high chair over to the table and we all eat together you know yeah, a lot of times i'm the one who cooks because you know it's what, you know if you're a firefighter you kind of know how to cook right right we learn and i love i actually love cooking so you know this is this is how we do it so i i, I really have brought it back to old school you know and for, for people out there listening, it, it's, believe it or not, it's actually cheaper 
to do it yourself than it is to order you yeah. save so much money and you'd be surprised how how far the food goes when you make it yourself yeah. but um you know it, it gets fun where you start playing with different flavors and different preparations and and while you're having fun you know i'll have my daughter on a little stool next to me mm -hmm. seeing how i'm cooking you know or oh, i want this today daddy or i want that you know and it, it, it it's wholesome it's it brings everybody together and it, it's it's really you know I, I i just i can't stress enough that that's something that everybody needs to put you know bring to their family and all this processed food i mean that i can go on a total different tangent with that but um whole foods family together it's it's everything that's what you need yeah and you know when you did that as a firefighter you say well a bunch of grown guys it creates camaraderie yep you get closer and you guys are a team you got to yeah. start thinking alike when you go out on an emergency when you mm -hmm. were a paramedic you you told me once that you knew what each one was thinking yeah you know so it creates that unity uh, among it's the same thing with family parents i think parents today a lot of them do but they don't have the energy or the time because they're over i don't even know how how uh young parents have time to make babies anymore no, seriously, they're so exhausted. It's it's exhausting. You know, this is why, you know, they had it's it, in your case, you you got grandma taking care of the baby, you know, you got people that help you, but there's people that don't have anybody to help them, Jason. Yeah. And so while they're they're doing what they have to do to survive, the kids are over here, they're being schooled by Google and by YouTube and by TikTok, social media. It's a freaking Trojan horse. These kids are being indoctrinated. You probably heard this a thousand times. I just needed to rant on it. It, it just <laughs> it bothers rant. the hell out of me that most people, most mothers and fathers have no choice nowadays. I mean, what no, are they, they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, you know, not to, it's hard for me to go there because I'm living on, in a condo on the mm -hmm. seventh floor across from a mall, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you want to do that, you need to get out of the city. It's just bottom line, you know. I'm 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 in Miami, one of the most expensive places to live. You know, when you consider cost of living outside of California, this is it. You know, this is expensive. And but if you want to be able to have all of those family experiences and even have a, one of the parents, whichever one it is, home to raise your kids correctly and the way it should be, you got to get out of the city. You know, you got to get away from. You know, this is, and I always go into that globalist stuff, but this is what it is. This is what they want. They can control you in a city. They can't control you in a small town. You yeah. know, or even a smaller city, they can't. Everything's spread out. People don't exactly congregate, yeah. you know? I agree. So, listen, let's close this thing out. you have any cl closing comments other than, you know, what you shared with us now? Yeah, well, um, I joked about becoming Amish. And leaving the city you don't have to do those extreme kind of things uh but there's small things that you could do to really bring your family together and you know having dinner around the table together um cooking together um you know going to the store to pick up your food and things like that together as opposed to going and getting a bunch of processed foods and i i don't care if you're having a salad from mcdonald's burger king you name it they're not it's not it's not good for you 
and you know it. It's been treated with certain things. There's chemicals, all kinds of stuff. We can go deep on that in another another video. But um, yeah, do things together. I, I think that's the the main thing I can add to this. That's great advice. And I think the obesity today, the problem we have with obesity, has a lot to do with that processed food and and our lifestyle. But it's all by design because the the heavier you get, the lazier you get. It's harder for you to move around. Your mind, you know, just stops being. I'm telling you, Jason, I, some people say I'm a conspiracist. Some say, you know, I, I just think I look at things and I, I'm just, I just look, try to use logic. Mm -hmm. The people in the, the people, there's an obesity problem in this and we'll cover that perhaps in another episode. Oh yeah. Uh, some, sometime Definitely. later. But here's the whole thing. Um, and I'll end with this and I always appreciate, you know, when you, when you come on and you co-host with me, I love to listen to you because I think, at your age, you have a head on your shoulders, dude. I, I wish that a lot of people, oh, I'm serious, would think like you. You know, I know it was your upbringing and stuff like that, but still. But if you're listening to this today, before I, I, I sign off, just make sure you please, you hit the like button and subscribe buttons. Uh, and, you know, share this with people. Because, you know, maybe what we talked about didn't float your boat, but there's somebody out there that needs to hear say, you know what? Maybe that social media stuff isn't really all that's cranked up to be. I, I need to be careful as to how much time my kids get on social media. You, you can't, you know, so maybe that'll help. Um, but I will tell you this, and this is the mantra of this show. Um, everything you've heard today is the truth. I mean, it really is. And the truth ruffles a lot of feathers. Some people don't want to hear the truth because it goes against everything that they're experiencing in life. But it is the truth. And and our job here is to bring you face to face with those little things that are true that have somehow lost their meaning or just thrown by the wayside nowadays. So that's what we do. We bring you the truth face to face with the truth. And but but our, our position is, hey, listen, here's the truth. What you do with it is up to you. Jason, good to see you, my friend. God bless you. You too, man. See you next time. Thank you for having me on again. My pleasure. You have just come face to face with the truth. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and hit that bell so you will be notified when we drop new episodes.